Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Oh, it is a sad day here on The Callahan Show. I have to say, uh, uh, this is a guy that I loved. This is a guy that uh, I still listen to. I still sing along. And he is not coming down for breakfast. Gordon Lightfoot, the great Gordon Lightfoot, passed away yesterday at the age of 84. He was still touring until the end. Didn't look good. Not sure how he sounded, but uh, I jogged by a, uh, a uh, theater in Boston last summer, uh, the Wilbur Theater, and there he was up in lights, Gordon Lightfoot. And I looked at that and said, I got to see him before he dies. I didn't go. I just... I, I thought about it. I thought about going to see Gordon Lightfoot. Didn't see him, so <clears throat> I will live with that regret that I, I never saw the great Gordon Lightfoot. But I still listen to him and still sing along, and he still goes down in history as the uh, singer, the writer, the creator of the greatest ballad in ballad history. Uh, I don't know exactly what qualifies as a ballad. It has to tell a story. It has to be long and it has to tell a story. And, and you have to be able to understand the words and you have to be able to sing along. Those are my qualifications for a ballad. And nothing comes close to the wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald. It is a true story of 29 guys on a ship in uh, Kichigumi, Lake Kichigumi, Superior. They said never gives up or dead when the gales of November come early. That's the story of the Edmund Fitzgerald. 29 men perished. Uh, are, are we listening to Edmund yeah, Fitzgerald? I have a nice music bed while you're ta- telling the Go story. Go ahead, sing along with me, Ironhead. Uh, the cook came on board, said, fellas, it's too rough to feed you. At 7 p.m., the main hatchway gave in. He said, fellas, it's been good to know you. I get little tingles up my, my neck. When I hear this, still to this day, I, I, I mentioned this yesterday, that there's some songs that I loved when they came out, when they were new, when they were fresh. I mentioned some Springsteen songs like Rosalita, and uh, you get sick of them, and you just don't want to hear them. It's like, the, it's like most Rolling Stones songs, Beatles songs. You've heard them enough, you know? Jumping Jack Flash. I don't want to hear it anymore for the rest of my life. Edmund Fitzgerald, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, was an exception. I probably heard it 10,000 times. And if it came on right now, if I were listening to the radio or uh, I had my uh, you know, Spotify and it came on, I would turn it up. I would sing along. It's long. It's over six minutes long, but it's spectacular. And uh, he can die. He died. Uh, and and he, I mean, that song means he will live forever. Gordon Lightfoot will live forever in the, uh, in the words, the sound, the haunting verses of uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I made my list of my top ballads one day, and I can't even remember what else was on there, but uh, the ballad of Billy the Kid by Billy Joel's another great ballad, but it's nowhere close 
to the wreck of the NBA. It's like the greatest, you know, basketball player ever. There's no debate. It's Michael Jordan. Nobody debates it. It's over. The greatest golfer ever, Tiger Woods. There's no debate. You kind of, when I was in sports radio, those debates were our lifeblood. You know, who's the best quarterback ever? We debated that for years. You know, Peyton Manning or Dan Marino or uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. But Brady ended the debate. That's what the great ones do. They end the debate. You can't argue it anymore. There is no uh, arguing who the greatest quarterback or the greatest basketball player or the greatest golfer is. We know it's over. The greatest ballad, no debate, no argument. The uh, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And uh, hopefully we won't get flagged for playing that little music bed there, Ironhead. Are we good? We're good so far. We're good so far. That's the bad news today that uh, Gordon Lightfoot is gone. Uh, he, la- he had all kinds of health issues and he lasted till 84. That's a good run. And he toured until last year. So, and again, many of his songs sundown, he only had one number one hit. I think Edmund, Fitz- Edmund Fitzgerald peaked at uh, number two. There's a good, uh, a, a good uh, analysis of the song uh, in the New York times today. And I don't think it's behind a paywall, so you can read about the Edmund Fitzgerald. And uh, it peaked at number two, Sundown, another great song that I could listen to every day for the rest of my life. That was his only number one hit. He had over 200 songs, though. They said the toughest thing was trying to decide what to play when he toured, because he had so many great songs and so many people wanted to hear them and sing along. Uh, But uh, you will not get the chance. I will not get the chance to see Gordon Lightfoot. That's the bad news. We got lots of good news today, though. I'm just going to say that. We got good news. There's a writer's strike uh, that will commence today in Hollywood and New York, which means, are you ready for this? No late night shows. (laughs) I saw this story this morning. I read it and just laughed out loud. The um, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, they can't do their shows because their writers are going on strike. Now, your initial reaction, I'm sure, is... White people. They have writers? Yeah, there's such diversity in this crew, isn't it? <laughs> I love when they put the picture of the late-night hosts, and there's 17 guys, and then there's, uh, you know, Samantha B or uh, whoever replaces her. I don't know. James Corden's on there. All, you know, white guys. Just a bunch of white guys. They're all liberal. They're all, they all look the same. They're all from the same generation. These are the people who are already always pleading for more diversity in the workplace when they have none, but they can't do their shows. They're like Ron Burgundy without the teleprompter. They're lost. I, I find that I find it amazing that a guy like Jimmy Kimmel, you know, who's, who knows everybody and is you know buddies with all the Hollywood types and all the beautiful people, he can't bring in two or three friends comics and write a monologue and write a show. I mean, all he does is interviews. All he does is, you know, suck on the toes of various celebrities. Why does he need this team of writers? I believe the number, I think it was Colbert. The number on Colbert's staff is over 70, 70 people. I think Greg Gutfeld on uh, Fox news has like three people writing for him and he's beating them all. And he's on cable. They, they should be embarrassed to not only lose in the ratings to a cable show, but to be unable to perform. 
without their team of unionized writers who are going on strike today. And I was trying to think of something they could do. If you were, if you had a sense of humor and you were the network, you were ABC or NBC and, and your team of writers went on strike. Why wouldn't you do something like just get some comedians and, you know, LA based comedians and say, Hey, do your thing, do 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Why don't you play reruns of, if you're NBC, here's one for you. There's a, there's a, uh, uh, I guess it's a, 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 I don't know, a show, a disc that, that came out. It was very popular a few years ago of the best of Chris Farley, an hour of Chris Farley's greatest hits. If you threw that up there, if you're NBC and tonight, instead of uh, Colbert, you threw the best of Chris Farley, or you could do the best of, you know, you name it, Adam Sandler. You could do the best of Phil Hartman. You would get double the number that Colbert normally gets to go out there and just kiss Joe Biden's ass, you know, for an hour. They, they could come up with alternatives. Hell, play reruns of I Love Lucy or Gilligan's Island. Those were much funnier shows than Colbert or Kimmel or Myers or Fallon. But they must be worried. If you're, if you're Kimmel or Colbert and your show is not going to be live, they're going to play some rerun because your writers went on strike and nobody really cares. Nobody really notices. It's like, whatever. The ratings stink. They continue to stink. You continue to get steamrolled by little Greg Gutfeld. Aren't you going to wonder, you know, what, what value you bring to the network to begin with that you can't do your show without 97 guys writing bad jokes for you? This is humiliating for these comics who are supposed to be so witty and they can't do it. They can't do a one hour show without the help of, of, of 900 guys writing jokes for you and put on, you know, you name it, you, you're a comedy guy. Tell me who would you throw up there for an hour tonight? If you're ABC, NBC, CBS, or three guys for 20 minutes each, I'd put Lenny Clark up there. Lenny never fails to deliver. He would make people laugh and they would say, who needs Kimmel? Who needs Colbert? Who needs them? They, they, they're, they're almost like parodies. You know, everyone looks at him. Everyone reads about him and says, what happened to late night comedy? What happened to, you know, Letterman and Carson were you know, appointment viewing who lampooned. I'm not uh, maybe more Jimmy, uh, Johnny Carson or Jay Leno, you know, that took shots at everybody and, you know, made people laugh and weren't Democrat operatives uh, uh, posing as comedians. Those days, bring back those days, throw someone on there and no one will miss these, these clowns, these, I mean, you know, I got an idea. I got an idea. Instead of a replay, a rerun of an old Colbert Kimmel show tonight, how about they just show the daily briefing from the White House press room? Corinne Jean-Pierre makes her late night comedy debut. What do you think? It'd be a lot more laughs, I think. You're telling me. People wouldn't get a kick out of that. Just put it, maybe people don't realize just what a, uh, what a funny person, what a hilarious person Corinne Jean-Pierre is. Ooh, look at this. She changed her hair. I hate to break it to you, Corinne. It's not working. Go back. The, uh, the, the old, uh, what's the, what's the Simpsons character with the hair, the, 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 the hair like she has, uh, go back to that cringe because this is not working. And she has her St. Patrick's Day outfit on. This is yesterday. And 
this is hard to say. This is hard to, uh, to uh, uh, quantify, but she lies every day. It's all she does. That's what the whole Biden team does. We're going to get to Hunter too, by the way, because we got a couple of whoppers from the Biden team yesterday. Yes, sideshow Bob. That's she's she should go back to the sideshow Bob look. But uh, this, and we know we play it every day. She goes out there and she's got her binder, and it's a binder full of lies. That's what it is, and she just tells lie after lie to the media, and they lap it up because that's what they do. Uh, yesterday, she outdid herself. I'm just going to say that I have never heard a lie so brazen just so shameless as this one yesterday. She was talking about illegal immigration, which is a big deal right now. The border has been overrun. If you watch Fox News or Newsmax, you get to see it. If you watch the other networks, you don't. They're in full cover-up mode because they're on his side. They want as many illegal immigrants coming into this country as possible because they view them as future Democrat voters. Plus, they, they love chaos. They want the chaos at the border. Their goal is to turn Texas uh, blue, uh, purple, and I think it's already purple in some places, and then turn it blue. That's the goal. Same with Arizona. They want to change the demographics of the country so they let people in, and they don't care if they're stone-cold murderers like, what's his name? Let me get his name. Uh, a Mexican national. Uh, is wanted for the Texas shooting of five neighbors, including a young boy. He shot this family because they, um, uh, I'm trying to find his name. He shot this family because he liked to go out in the yard and shoot his guns, like shoot guns in the yard. And they went over, the, the father, one of the guys went over and complained, said, you know, we're trying to sleep here. We have kids. His response was to go to their house and shoot everybody. Five people, including an eight-year-old boy in Cleveland, Texas. Um, they asked him, uh, his name is Aura, uh, how do you say it? Aura, Francisco Oropesa. He is on the run. He is in the wind, an illegal alien who was deported five times. He shouldn't have been here. He was here because of Biden's lawless uh, policy at the border. He responded, you know, because obviously this country was taking care of him. He was probably on welfare. He probably had all kinds of handouts from Uncle Sap. He responded to them complaining about him shooting his gun by shooting them. They, they asked him to stop because their baby couldn't sleep. So he shoots five people, including this kid. He's 38 years old. He's on the run. There's an $80,000 reward for him but they don't know where he is. He's good at this. He's been deported five times and found his way back to uh, Cleveland, Texas. And this is the result of Joe Biden's policy. This is the result of the open borders. These people don't care. Again, the biggest lie in the world is that Joe Biden is a compassionate man. If you have compassion, you don't open the border to this, to this crime, this lawlessness, this chaos. You don't look the other way when 900 illegal aliens drown in the Rio Grande. You don't look the other way when 50 illegal aliens bake to death in a tractor trailer truck at the border. And you sure don't look the other way when Francisco Oropesa uh, opens fire on a family because, you know, they asked him to keep the noise down. So it's a story. The networks, 
The mainstream media are having trouble ignoring it. They're going to try, but they're going to have trouble ignoring this one because, you know, gun violence is a problem. Uh, gun violence. He had a gun and he killed people. So let's talk about the gun. Uh, but some people, you know, they want to talk about immigration because that is obviously the real problem here. He shouldn't have been here. He wouldn't have been here if we enforced the law, if we didn't have this uh, lawless administration. Here's Corinne John Pierre. She makes Baghdad Bob look like friggin' honest Abe. She just lies. What she does, she gets up in the morning, she lies all day, she goes to bed at night, she gets up the next day and does it again. Somebody writes these things in her binder, they're all lies. That's all she does is lie. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre topping herself, taking her, her, her dishonesty, her deceit to new levels, to new, uh, to new depths. Uh, but let's listen as she talks about, you know, how great the Biden policies are going at the border. Go ahead. He has tools that he's used to, to make sure that we do this. We actually deal with the immigration system in a humane way uh, and in a, in a way that is uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border. And that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has it has um, it has uh, uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90 percent. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. 90%. You've seen illegal immigration come down almost 90%. Now, if you watch again, Newsmax, Fox News, if you if you follow Bill Malusian, the guy, the Fox News border guy, uh, reporter who's been at the border, like that's all he does. And he tweets and he talks about just the incredible amounts of uh, drugs coming over the border, guns, gangs, you know, sex offenders, murderers. This is not from Bill Malusian, this tweet, this is not from a reporter, not from some right-wing critic of the Biden administration. This is from Chief Raul Ortiz. I think this was in response to Corinne Jean-Pierre lying. Uh, um, Chief Raul Luis, uh, Chief Raul Ortiz, he's the 25th chief of the U.S. Border Patrol. He's in charge of the Border Patrol. He tweets in response to uh, Corinne John Pierre's lies. A list of things that they've, uh, do you have in front of you? Here it is. A list of things that they have uh, uh, seized at the border in the last 72 hours. This was tweeted out on Monday. So this is over the weekend. And just before she lied and said that Biden's doing great at the border, uh, two agents assaulted 22,000 apprehensions. 22,200 apprehensions in one weekend. Uh, 800 pounds of methamphetamine, 283 pounds of marijuana, 62 pounds of cocaine, three firearms, uh, two sex offenders, two tractor trailer events, one convicted murderer, and one gang member. And he writes, great work. It includes pictures, this photos. If you want to know what 62 pounds of uh, cocaine looks like or 283 pounds of methamphetamines, this is what they, they grabbed. This is what they seized. Every time you look at a uh, list like this, you have to wonder 
what did they miss? I mean, that's the whole point. That's why the uh, cartels love overrunning the border with, uh, you know, with, with kids and refugees and cause they, they tie up the border patrol. They occupy their time, their energy, uh, uh, processing illegal immigrants. And then boom, the drug druggies sneak over the border with 280 pounds of methamphetamines. This is what's happening at the border. And, and, and Joe Biden thinks it's worth it. Death, destruction, you know, drugs, overdoses, destroying small towns along the border in Texas and uh, in Arizona, overwhelming, you know, schools, hospitals, walk-in clinics, just completely wiping out these towns. Um, and you've seen it if you look in the right places. And what is their response? Eh, we're doing great. They march out that lion piece of garbage Mayorkas to say, oh, yeah, the border's secure. I look at this. Every time I look at this, I think of, you know, friends of mine, family members who are Democrats, who are Biden voters and say, is this what you wanted? Is this what you voted for? That's if you're a Democrat and you're looking at this right now, this is what you voted for. 62 pounds of cocaine, 800 pounds of methamphetamine, 800 pounds of methamphetamine. This doesn't even list the fentanyl. I think we got a picture of the fentanyl, but that's not even on the list. This is just death and misery. That's what that represents. That represents a generation of people you know, addicted to drugs and their lives destroyed. And Biden looks at this or the people around him, he doesn't care. And they think it's worth it. It's worth it. If we let enough people give them, you know, get them citizenship five years, 10 years from now, we will uh, be unbeatable in these border communities, hell, and all over the country because, you know, they've been bussed and flown all over the country. And they, they think, they hope, they're counting on the fact that they will feel indebted to Joe Biden and vote Democrat forever. But I think we're going to have a tough time topping that lie from Corinne Jean-Pierre. I mean, I, I know the media is there to, to help her, to, to support her, but how do you not laugh out loud when she says something so ridiculous the, the, the illegal immigration is down 90%. Again, one weekend, 22,000. 22,000 apprehensions. What does that mean for how many people got away? How many got, we have over a million gotaways, I think, uh, last calendar year. A million gotaways. That's, you know, drug dealers and human traffickers and terrorists. And they don't care. They think it's worth it. But... That, oh, I think we may get to top that. We got Hunter Biden in court yesterday. And as we mention every day, all the Biden family does, all the Biden people do is lie. <laughs> this one, though, this might even top Corinne Jean-Pierre. The, uh, the sad tale of, of, Tuck, of Hunter coming on hard times as he tries to weasel out of paying child support for a daughter he's never met, a daughter the parents his parents, poor girl's grandparents, don't even acknowledge. Um, I don't know why Tuck, I don't, I don't know why Hunter's doing this. I don't know why his father is allowing him to do this, but is it, it is exposing this white trash family like nothing else. Obviously, they've been protected by the FBI, the DOJ, Merrick Garland. They're all there to the IRS. They're all there to protect and defend Hunter. It takes a four-year-old girl, little Navy Roberts, who wants to be Navy Biden, 
It takes her to uh, expose this garbage family. We'll get to that. We got so much to get to. We got the Tucker smear campaign, which is heating up. We got details of what Fox News is trying to do to Tucker Carlson to, uh, uh, I don't know, to deter him from speaking out. Maybe that could be it to hurt his value, to make it look like they had reason to get rid of him, just to make him look like a bad guy. I think it is backfiring. I don't think it's working. We have an update on Ryan Webb, the, uh, the woman of color, the lesbian woman of color in Indiana, who is just trying to live his authentic life, live his, be his authentic self, and people are criticizing him. I don't get it. We have a heroic 12-year-old boy in Middleborough, Mass., who was kicked out of school for telling the truth, and an update on Bud Light. The boycott is working marvelously. It is just uh, devastating, Bud Light. I'm not sure what they're going to do in response because I think people like me have moved on. No more Bud Light ever. I hope to destroy the whole brand, and it, 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 it looks that way. It looks like we are heading that way. We'll get into that and lots more, but first... All right, listen up. You must start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicate that adults with fatty liver were three and a half times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything at our livers. Cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish, fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. For decades now, your liver has helped you with over 500 key functions every day. It's time for you to help your liver. There is a solution, Liver Health Formula, an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the USA and approved by American doctors. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash Newsmax and claim your free bonus gift. That's getliverhelp.com slash Newsmax. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I, uh, Hunter Biden made it to Arkansas to, uh, what is it called? Batesville, Arkansas. Um, yesterday, finally, I don't think his daughter was in court. So, you know, he still hasn't seen or met his own daughter, which is sickening. That's all you need to know about what a scumbag he is. Not that we had any doubt, but you imagine having a four-year-old daughter and you've never met her. Do you imagine being, I'm going to say this every day. I don't care if people are sick of it. <clears throat> Joe and Jill Biden hung stockings for their six grandkids. They have seven. And for their dog and for their cat. Joe Biden went out in front of a bunch of children last week to brag about what a doting grandfather he is and said he has six grandchildren. He has seven. He denies the child exists. 
And I, I don't even know what the rationale, the logic would be in your mind. Sure. Her mother was a stripper, by the way, she was a stripper because she was going to school at George Washington university, trying to earn a degree and didn't have the money. She wasn't a spoiled punk like Hunter Biden. A tale as old as time. Who had, right. She was a working girl trying to pay the bills to get through school. When this piece of crap uh, knocked her up, she had a baby that I was his said. He didn't remember. She went to court. She won. The, uh, she proved it's his child. She got child support. Uh, um, it was done. It was settled. He was getting, he was paying 20,000 a month, which is not a lot for a guy who has made tens of millions of dollars selling his family name, selling access to his father around the world. He wants to lower it. That's why he's in court to lower the payments. And by the way, to stop his own child from taking his name. I mean, that is just the portrait of a piece of crap, just a terrible person. Just like his father, just like his stepmother. Terrible, trash people. But we got to see him waddle into court yesterday. He didn't look good. He looked all sweaty and bloated, and he looked distressed. So he goes into court with, I'm going to say, three or four lawyers. They are the top of the line lawyers in D.C., making $850 an hour. And he gets driven there in a big SUV. He's got bodyguards and secret service and lawyers all around him. And he goes into court and said, I can't afford this anymore, judge. And the judge has been great. She's uh, demanding he show up at every hearing. <clears throat> so he has to be back there, I think, in a couple of weeks. But check this out, what he said in court, what his lawyers said in court. This is from uh, the Free Beacon. Dateline, Batesville, Arkansas. Hunter Biden's lawyers painted him as financially strapped in his first appearance in an Arkansas courtroom on Monday as he sought to get his child support payments to his former mistress and their four-year-old daughter reduced. The president's son, who made millions of deals and board positions from foreign companies in the past decade, says he has no salary. He had his Porsche repossessed and was forced to sleep on a cot in his father's room during a recent presidential trip to Dublin. Biden's lawyers told the court. <laughs> he also uh, stooped to taking financial support from a generous friend, Hollywood lawyer, Kevin Morris. Now, Kevin Morris is the guy who paid off his uh, uh, tax bill. Hunter owed $2.8 So this friend stepped in and paid the bill for him. Yeah, you don't think the Biden family is going to take care of Kevin Morris at some point? They write Biden wearing a tight-fitting Navy suit appeared dejected as he walked into the courtroom in the small town of Batesville, Arkansas, as a passing train whistled down the street. He was flanked by D.C. super lawyer Abby Lowell, who recently joined his legal team. He's paying 20000 a month but wants to lower that. Um because he's not making money and they want to know how much he's selling his paintings for. And he doesn't want to tell them. They want to know how much he's made overseas. And he obviously doesn't want to tell them. I'm just going to say she doesn't know it yet, but little Navy Roberts is an American hero. She is holding someone accountable who is never held accountable for anything. As we know, he's been under investigation for five years from a Delaware special prosecutor. We know there are over 400 crimes on his laptop. We know he has 
Uh, he has sold his father's name to our adversaries around the world and made millions, and he doesn't want to support his own child. But let me ask you this. Have you ever heard a more ridiculous lie from a Biden than he had to sleep on a cot in his father's? His father's the president of the United States. He's traveling in Ireland, in Dublin, in Belfast, and they want us to believe that his 53-year-old son, this scumbag son, slept on a rollaway in the <laughs> I wonder, did people laugh out loud in court at this? Did they laugh that the, the I mean, Joe Biden's not paying for anything. He, he would have gotten his, I'm sure he did, get his son his own room. Didn't his sister get her own room? There were like 97, you know, security guy, secret service guy. They had their own rooms, but the president's son can't get his own room. He slept on a cot. <laughs> First of all, Joe Biden would be in a big suite. He'd be in a two, three bedroom suite, the penthouse suite. I'm pretty sure Hunter Biden could get his own bed, but they will. This is, you know, the Biden MO. Lie about everything. I would what? rather, I would rather share the room than a shower. That's true. I mean, this uh, maybe maybe Dad wanted to keep an eye on him because you know he's he's been known to sneak out in the dead of the night and get into some trouble. So maybe that was the plan to keep an eye on him. But uh, how silly is that uh, that he slept on a uh, on a cot? Uh, his next hearing is May twenty third, and the judge said you will be here. So this bloated old crackhead has to make his way back to Batesville, Arkansas in three weeks and do it all over again and bring his whole team of lawyers and say, I can't afford it, judge. Think of the money the Bidens have made. It's amazing to me that they don't think it's worth it to pay London Roberts, the mother of uh, Navy Roberts, to just pay her whatever, to go away, give her 10 million. They can afford it. I mean, give her whatever it takes to make it go away. That's how politics usually works. But this is different because the Bidens are so accustomed to getting their way, to intimidating people, to forcing people to do what they want, that they think they can do it here. They think, no, we're not giving in. The media will cover for us. They won't. None of the big three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, covered this. The president's son in court trying to lower his child support payments and not let his kid take the name, the family name, a child Joe Biden denies exists. And ABC, NBC, CBS didn't cover it. That's all you need to know. Not that you needed more evidence of just how corrupt the mainstream media is. But all right, let's get from, uh, let's go from Hunter to Tucker, who, by the way, used to be friends. Tucker's mentioned this before. I think they were neighbors and their kids. They have kids that are the same age. Uh, Tucker and Hunter used to be friends. Maybe Tucker will talk about that on his next gig. You know, when he takes over, I don't even know what time slot, when he comes to Newsmax, when he joins us on Newsmax. So Tucker is, uh, has kept quiet so far, except for saying like one line to uh, the Daily Mail when he was driving around in his golf cart. But that hasn't stopped the smear campaign. Now, We've seen lots of smear campaigns. You know, the Boston Red Sox, whenever they uh, get rid of somebody, they go into full campaign, uh, smear campaign mode. They use their house organ, the Boston Globe, to go at their enemies. They did it with uh, Terry Francona 
They painted him to be just a drug addicted loser who was like living under a bridge when they got rid of him because he was so popular. It's what they do. It's what scummy people do. Smear campaigns, whisper campaigns. So they fired him. How long ago would it be now? Eight days ago. And he said nothing. We don't know what's in this contract. We don't know if there's a non-disclosure. We are waiting. Everybody's waiting to hear from Tucker, to hear Tucker's side of the story. But that hasn't stopped Fox News. They're going into full smear campaign mode. This is from a week week ago, right after the firing. Um, Rolling Stone. We'll get to the the, the sound that they're they're, um, releasing to friendly media outlets in a second. And uh, we'll play that, what, what they have Tucker saying, you know, off camera. But check this out from Rolling Stone a week ago. Fox News executives have in their possession a dossier of alleged dirt on Tucker Carlson should he attack the network in the wake of his departure. Eight sources at or close to the network tell Rolling Stone. Eight. When Fox announced Carlson's departure, the network presented the separation as amicable. But according to one former on-air Fox personality, the anchor and some of the channel's top executives are parting ways on the worst and messiest possible terms. Uh, In private communication released last month as part of the Dominion Fox lawsuit, the now-fired Fox host gossiped that one such exec hates us, claiming she was working against him and other hosts. But if Carlson attempts to torch the network, Fox is prepared, sources say, Eight people familiar with the situation tell Rolling Stone that Fox News and its communication department, led by the notoriously aggressive Irina Irina Brigatti, has assembled damaging information about Carlson. One source with knowledge calls it an oppo file. Two sources add that Fox is prepared to disclose some of its content if execs suspect that Carlson is coming after the network. Now, he hasn't come after the network. He hasn't had to everybody's on Tucker's side here, at least, you know, the former Fox viewers and people who watched his show and people who watch cable news. Um, He was fired. This is again, we've talked about this before for things that he has said on the air and things that he was planning to say on the air. I think the main reason is his opposition to the war in Ukraine. He was the loudest voice, the smartest voice, the most effective voice against the insanity of sending $113 billion and escalating the war and never even attempting to reach some kind of peace agreement between the two sides. Right now, the Pope is trying to uh, broker a peace deal, which means, of course, according to you know the Uniparty and the media in America, that means the Pope is a Putin puppet. But back to Tucker. Uh, he hasn't said anything, at least publicly, and I don't know if he's leaking things, whispering things, but they're already starting the oppo campaign. They're releasing stuff to make him look bad, and they're failing. This is one thing they've leaked. It's him at a break on his show. It's on his streaming service show where he uh, does long-form interviews, documentaries. He was the driving force behind Fox Nation, their streaming service. He's the reason they got over a million subscribers because he puts good interviews on there and he puts documentaries that he's done. He did like a three-part 9-11, January 6th documentary. Same thing. Recently had a really good one. It was about the death of comedy. 
good documentaries. It made me subscribe. Now that he's gone, I'm, I'm gone. Lots of people are gone. This will destroy uh, the streaming service, if not the entire cable news network. But let's listen to what they released to their, to friendly media people to make Tucker look bad. Then we can listen to a Megyn Kelly explain how this whole thing works because she lived through it when she left Fox News. But let's start with Tucker at a break on his Fox Nation show. Talk about what he really feels about their streaming service. Go ahead. I, I don't want to be a slave to Fox Nation, which I don't think that many people watch anyway. Um, we're going to, uh, because I, 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 you know, I'm like a representative of the American media now. Speaking to an exile in Romania and welcoming him back into the brotherhood of journalists. Yeah, it would help us out if you wore a sweater, though, because we asked him not to wear a suit. Like, he was panicking about it. So you don't have to. Tucker's going to be looking uh, casual. That's just how our show looks. Is that okay? I I mean, this is airing on the nighttime show, and I want it to look official. I don't want it to be like bro talk. And And I... you know what I mean? Yeah, but the majority of it, like if we go like 45 minutes, it's going to be for Fox Nation. But nobody's going to watch it on Fox Nation. Nobody watches Fox Nation because the site sucks. So I'd really like to just put the dump the whole thing on YouTube. Um, but anyway, that's just my view. Um, uh, I'm just frustrated with uh, in, it's hard to use that site. I don't know why they're not fixing it it's driving me insane and they're like making like lifetime movies but they don't they don't work on the infrastructure of the site like what it's crazy and it drives me crazy because it's like we're doing all this extra work and no one can find it it's unbelievable actually i don't know who runs that site we're gonna play a sizable chunk on the show tomorrow night that's the plan and then what it's going to do is drive a lot of people to watch this on Fox Nation. It's going to be a great help to what we're doing over there on TV today. I know, but I, we, we're doing our part. We're like working like animals to produce all this content. And the people in charge of it, whoever that guy's, whatever his name is, like they're ignoring the fact that the site doesn't work. And it, it's, I think it's like a betrayal of our efforts. That's how I feel. So I, of course, I resent it. Uh, he doesn't even swear in that. He doesn't name names. I mean, is that really supposed to make him look bad? He is creating all kinds of content for the web streaming service, and he doesn't think the website or the service is is worth watching. Um, that's that's supposed to be damaging to his brand. I don't see it. Maybe it's like a shot across his bow. Say, we have lots of stuff here. We got all the sound from all your breaks. So you better you know, behave. You better keep your mouth shut. I don't think it's going to work. I know they have allegedly him calling one of his bosses the C word, but people aren't, they don't care bad. I mean, that's, I, I can't imagine if they ever had recordings of me and the guys I was on the air with for 25 years during the breaks. That's what you do. You rip on management. You know, you, you make fun of people. You mock people. You swear. I have to say, I guess I was lucky. I was never the target of a smear campaign. I don't think that uh, it it would make anybody nervous, though, because you got all kinds of stuff you've said off the air and emailed and texts. And it's, if nothing else, it's full of swear words, you know, and insults. You know, it's bro talk. He's right. And 
his problem right there is they want him not to wear a suit. And he's like, I want it to look official. And they're like, no, you got to wear a sweater. And he, and he's annoyed. How does that make him look bad? I'm still, I'm still not even hundred percent convinced that's real. Yeah, <laughs> Ironhead. I had to convince him that that was actually Tucker. You you didn't think his lips matched up the, with the, the mouth? The mouth doesn't match like almost ever in that video. I'm I'm, I'm on to I, it. I'm I, suspicious. I think it's real, but that'd be wild if they created some fake Tucker stuff. Some some I'm stuff sure like that's been going around lately. It's been See, big. He's he's the kind of guy that you expect to be ripping the bosses and speaking out of school. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna hurt him by saying, "Listen to what he said about his bitchy boss." That's not, that doesn't do any damage. Uh, but um, Megan Kelly's lived through this. She, uh, she left Fox for uh, NBC. That didn't work. She made a fortune. She's now doing a podcast and kicking ass. And this is right in her wheelhouse. And here's the funny thing is Megan Kelly's not allowed to talk about her situation. She signed a deal or whatever non-disclosure. She can't talk about what happened to her at Fox News or I don't think NBC either. Uh, she got paid. Good for her. She deserves it. And uh, she she talks at length about this. She's had other Fox people, ex-Fox people on her show. But she thinks Fox is going to go into full, you know, smear campaign mode and try to destroy Tucker. She's allowed to talk about Tucker. She just can't talk about her situation. But that's okay because Tucker's the big story right now. But uh, let's listen to the lovely Megyn Kelly explain a little further what Fox News has in mind for, for Tucker. If Tucker steps out of line, you know, this is just, maybe this is just a warning. You better be careful, son, or we're coming for you. Uh, and, and God knows we'll be here for it. That sounds like fun to me, but go ahead, play it. All right, so let me tell you what this is about. Uh, I was talking with Melissa Francis, who came on this show last week and a longtime Fox bet too. We talked about how the mission now has to be, Tucker's audience can't go with him. These numbers at 8 p.m. are disaster for Fox. And Tucker cannot go to Newsmax, which has offered him big numbers, Liar. Uh, according to reports. They, Newsmax would love to have Tucker just move, slide on over to 8 p.m. And unlike digital media, it would allow him to remain live, which I know Tucker really likes. And there would be some reasons to do that. I could see why Tucker would say yes to that. I'm sure they're finding ways to open the bank account in new ways for Tucker. But you see, that's a threat to Fox. That actually is a real threat to Fox. And so what we have to telegraph to Chris Ruddy, who owns Newsmax and any other potential employer is, Tucker's, a, he, he's difficult. He's not a team player. He rips on you from the inside, you see. He calls women, allegedly, the C word in his private messages, which were never meant to see the light of day. We need a police the way you think now, you see, even on your private time. He, he says bad things about the company's digital offerings. And by the way, at Newsmax, their digital offering is their strongest brand. They, that's where they make their money, their digital brand. So you see, podcast. he's a hassle. He's a this, difficult this employee. He's not a team player. He rips on you from the inside. This is all an orchestrated hit job, in my opinion. And it's not a subtle one. It's not enough to fire you, Haya. You must be destroyed. And it doesn't matter how nice a guy you were, how many points you put on the board for the channel, that you brought us through the Trump years, that you were number one in your time slot, that you haven't said one negative word about us, you will be destroyed to settle some angry 
bitter internal PR hacks, personal vendetta against you. And if she managed to convince the bosses, the Murdochs, that he's not good for them either, either that he may have called them a name or two, so much the better because they're the ones who make the final decisions. That's what I think is going on here. You know, she's right. She knows it. She's right. They got all kinds. Of, think of it. If they have the recordings of every break of every show, he's been the full-time guy there for whatever it is, seven years. Mm-hmm. They have so much of him speaking, insulting people, you know, talking about, they, 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 they had one school, I forget who had it, where he called some woman yummy, yummy. That's, <laughs> if that's the worst you got on him talking about women, and when he said someone was yummy, and he picked, or his staff would prefer hot women to ugly women when they pick guests. That's that's supposed to hurt the brand, the Tucker brand. I'm sorry, that's uh, that's part of the job. And uh, they have yet to inflict any damage, but it is just going to be wild to see the way he comes back from this and what he has to say. He must be itching to just unload on the people who fired him. And again. They didn't do it because he was, it wasn't a me too thing. He wasn't grabbing interns like so many cable hosts have in the past. He wasn't, his numbers weren't bad. He wasn't Don Lemon. No. By the way, have you seen a dumber story, a dumber scoop? Brian Steltler, the Humpty Dumpty, who's now, I guess, freelancing. Uh, CNN fired him. He reports that Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson have been exchanging text messages and talking about doing something together. That is made up out of thin air. There is no way Tucker Carlson is talking to Don Lemon about doing anything with him. That unless he said, "I'm starting my own thing, and you could we'll put you on it." You know, you could do a podcast or something. The two of them together is is the silliest thing I ever heard. I mean, that would be. It was one of the first things I said when we were like, "What's he going to do next?" I was like, "Him and Don Lemon are going to do a show." I mean, but Don Lemon is a, a talentless dummy. I mean, he couldn't keep up with Tucker in any format. And and Brian Stutler has no sources with Tucker Carlson. Tucker hates him. He mocked him daily. He's not going to talk to Brian Stutler. I mean, I could be wrong, but I would be shocked if there's anything to that. But Don Lemon got fired. He had terrible ratings. He treated people like dirt. Tucker had great ratings. There's all kinds of stories of treating people really nicely and, and, and helping people out. And they got nothing on him. He's got, he's been married to the same woman for 30 years. You know, he's uh, good luck. Good luck smearing him. People are, uh, people are on team Tucker in that feud, in that showdown. But all right, let's move. Let me do Shay. And then we're going to get to uh, a Bud Light update and a new, um, well, yesterday we told you about a new American hero, Ryan Webb. If we have time, we'll give you an update on Ryan Webb, and we'll tell you about a new American hero from right here in uh, Middleborough, Massachusetts. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade 
the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, let me get to my, uh, I'll just do the Bud Light thing quickly because I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, let me find, the, I want to get the numbers, the numbers right. This is from the St. Louis uh, Post-Dispatch, the home, the world headquarters of Budweiser, of Anheuser-Busch. Sales of Bud Light have been plunging since the company enlisted the help of transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney a month ago. In the week that ended April 22nd, the brand's in-store sales plummeted more than 26%. According to figures reported by Bump Williams Consulting, a uh, Connecticut-based firm that specializes in the alcoholic beverage industry, and the decline is only accelerating. The week before, sales dropped 21%. Before that, 11%. It's getting worse by the week. But check this out. Bud Light is still the best-selling beer in America, said Bob Williams. Um, in 2022, Anheuser-Busch sold more than $4.8 billion worth of Bud Light, far outpacing number two on that list. You want to guess what the number two beer I would, you could give me 50 guesses. I wouldn't have got this. I got it. Dos Equis. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have said, you know, Coors Light, Miller Light, uh, Ying, well, I don't know. I would have said Sam Adams. I, I could, I would have guessed a dozen times. Modelo is number two with 3.75 billion and Mick Ultra is number three. Interesting. Uh, Bud Light was, as we've mentioned, you know, for weeks now, was far and away the best-selling beer, most popular brand, down 26%. That is huge. I think this is the first time in my life I can remember a boycott by conservatives that actually worked. It's working, and it ain't, it's not going to slow down anytime soon. People have moved on. You know, it's not just a one-day thing where they say, you know, give me a Coors Light instead of a Bud Light. It's, they've moved on. They go to the store. And they don't grab that 30-pack or that 12-pack of Bud Light. They grab the Miller Light, the Coors Light, the Modelo, the Yingling. They've moved on to some other brand. This is going to be devastating over the long haul. Summer's just hasn't even begun yet. And people are going to choose another malt beverage this summer. And I love it. All right. Let me tell you what else I love. I love Ryan Webb. Do we have time to do both these? Uh, the, the update, if you missed it yesterday, uh, he's, uh, we told you about this American hero, Ryan Webb. He's a uh, city councilman in, in um, Delaware County, Indiana. Uh, let me get his, uh, yeah, a GOP councilman. And he's, I'm just going to say it, a hero. He came out as a lesbian woman of color 
he asks people to respect his, his, he still keeps the he, he, him pronouns, he said. He was on with Jesse Waters. He explained he's going to keep his pronouns, which I respect. I mean, that's up to you. You pick your own pronouns. But he is a woman of color. He's an Indian. It's Cherokee. He says he has Cherokee in his family. So he's an American Indian. So if this person, woman. if this person went by she, her, or whatever, you would, you would uh, respect that. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, he's just living his authentic self. Why don't you? Don't can't you respect other people's decisions? Yeah, I guess. I mean, but let's listen to some of the hate, the bile, uh, from his fellow council. <laughs> this is a council person. I guess there's a transgender uh, individual on the council with him, but. They all got up to speak and they are irate. And Ryan Webb is just smiling at them saying, Hey, I'm, I am what I am. I'm a lesbian woman of color and there's nothing you can do about it. Let's be honest. This is the kind of hero we needed in this debate. Someone to just completely mock and ridicule and point out how absurd this whole notion is that I can wake up one day and say, I'm a woman and you better respect me. You better let me in the locker room. You better let me in the pool. You better let me live out my weird fetish. And if you say any word, anything against me, man, that's hate speech and you're a bigot and we'll come after you. That's where we are in this country. But Ryan Webb beautifully just, just showed how absurd the whole thing is. Let's listen to the uh, people who are speaking out, denouncing, demanding he resign or get fired from the uh, his position on the city council. Go ahead. A person, Ryan Webb, announced publicly on social media that he now, now identifies as a lesbian woman of color. If he were serious, I'd sing his praises. But instead, I know better. In none of my jobs in the last 21 years, and that is many, many jobs, would I have been permitted to mock and disrespect my customers. And if that were true, we would all be proud of you, and no one would be denying your right to do such things and to identify by your heritage. But your open mockery of these communities is insane. In order to demand for the resignation of Ryan Webb, the posts Mr. Webb made on April 12th were offensive on many on many levels. After hearing these complaints, many Ryan levels. Webb responded, "I'm being dead serious. You don't get to question me. You do not get to require proof from me. You were part of the movement to help establish these rules and set the bar." Touche, Councilman. Touche. <laughs> oh, God bless him. He's he's carries you know sticking to his guns. You can't question him. You must respect him. What's the difference between what he's doing and what Rachel Levine has done? All right, we got to we got to wrap this up. But I do want to give credit. We got two minutes here, Ironhead. Let me get to the new hero. Yesterday's hero was Ryan Webb. He's still a hero, but this kid is so great. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, there's a 12-year-old kid named Liam Morrison from Middleborough, Massachusetts, who was kicked out of school for wearing a T-shirt that said there are two genders. Now, obviously, it's stating a fact, a biological fact. Everybody knows it. He, like Ryan Webb, is just shining the light on this absurdity we're living through, where they were pretending they were, you know, gender is a spectrum, as Chuck Todd said Sunday with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, a spectrum. He said, some scientists think it's fluid. Well, that's not real. Scientists don't think that. Biologists don't think that. That's this is a, a, a cultural phenomenon, this idea that gender is fluid. Everybody knows it's it's all made up, including this great, this wonderful 12-year-old kid 
who was forced. They told him to take the T-shirt off. He said no. They called his father and said he's got to go home because he was making people uncomfortable, <laughs> which is a lie. Twelve-year-old kids are uncomfortable because one of their classmates has a T-shirt that says there are only two genders. What a what a load of crap that is. But anyway, let's listen to him because he's great. This kid is going places, man. We should we should try to get him on. Although I mean, he's got nothing else to do. He got kicked out of school. That's true. He's suspended. But, but, Let's listen to a little bit of Liam Morrison's speech. This kid is smarter than any Massachusetts rep or senator. He's much smarter than Ed Markey. I'll say that. Not even close. But uh, go ahead. Let's listen. In the 7th, 10th grade at Nichols Middle School, I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you today. I never thought that the shirt I wore to school on March 21st would lead me to speak with you today. On that Tuesday morning, I was taken out of gym class to sit down with two adults for what turned out to be a very uncomfortable talk. I was told that people were complaining about the words on my shirt, that my shirt was making some students feel unsafe. Yes, words on a shirt made people feel unsafe. They told me that I wasn't in trouble, but it sure felt like I was. I I was told that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. When I nicely told them that I didn't want to do that, they called my father. Thankfully, my dad supported my decisions and came to pick me up. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. Nothing harmful, nothing threatening. Just a statement I believe to be a fact. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Who is this protected class? Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. Not one person, staff, or student told me that they were bothered by what I was wearing. Actually, just the opposite. Several kids told me that they supported my actions and that they wanted one too. I God, what a, this, this kid is so great. I, I mean, he's not, even, he's not even nervous. He's just comfortable as could be because he knows he has the truth on his side. He knows how absurd it is. That saying there are two genders is hurtful or <laughs> making people uncomfortable. You know what? I would suggest to Liam and his family, move out. You're outnumbered in Massachusetts. <laughs> They're going to hate you. They're going to come after you. He would be a hero if he moved to some, you know, move to some red state kid and run for office because you're going places. And, you know, if you need a summer job, we could always use an intern. That kid, that kid, he, he, he is smart, man. How is he, he is with smart. video? Yeah, he could do the video, right? We need someone to do that. Anyone interested? Any interns? Ironhead's struggling with the video, so we need some help. Call him. Who do, who do they call if they want to you know, help out? Message either the show or myself on Twitter. Uh, Message the show yeah. or Ironhead on Twitter if you want to help out. He's, uh, this whole video thing has him a little uh, befuddled, but uh, and me too. So anyway, that'll do it for today. That was a good day, man. I like the we uh, some good stories. I enjoyed mm. this. I enjoyed this. Can we go out with a little uh, Gordon Lightfoot, or is that going to break all the rules and get us taken down? It might break all the rules and take us down. Right, I should just sing. Sundown. I think it's a shame when I'm get feeling better when I'm feeling no pain. There you go. That's pretty good. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I 
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.